On tonight's episode, ESPN has beefed up their streaming platform, ESPN+. Plus. What does that mean for you, and will it have your favorite sporting events? Who you gonna call? Not Paul Feig. Ghostbusters 3 has been announced. Will it be the latest Hollywood franchise that didn't need a reboot? Gillette Bless America. Their latest commercial has garnered over 1 million dislikes on YouTube. Is the criticism fair? And then we have story time with a real life cartoon character. This is Chrome Dome Radio, and I will now play the intro song. show we're gonna go over our favorite news topics from the week let me mansplain it to you we'll bring our favorite news topics and if we say a bad word a naughty word we're gonna put a dollar in the swear jar of justice right in the center of the table there we're gonna donate the proceeds to the fight for the forgotten yeah that's a real thing (laughs) justin wren i'll even put the link in the description and if you want to get in on the conversation, get in real hard. And what I mean by get in is if you want to penetrate the conversation with your toxic masculinity, then tweet us at Chrome Dome Radio. Please, or or please. just try and intimidate us with your male gaze. Please keep your comments bully-free, PC, and Gillette certified. Man, I, I, I don't, that, is a, that is a solid intro. Thank you. We Thank did you. it. We, you know, we, we're getting better at it. Yeah. It, it only is. took you two tries, loser. It is, no, it was the first try. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know that until you said it. Yeah, that's why I said it. <sighs> oh, are we still live? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, guys, uh, Jeff's back. This is our guest, Jeff. Holla. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, nothing much, guys. Once again, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So you yeah. wanted to talk about ESPN. What's going on with this app? Are we, are we well, going to just... Do you we, not we, have we'll, sound effects? No, no, no. We'll, no we'll, I did not prepare for this episode. That's okay, me. No, we'll, we'll just uh, penetrate into the conversation. Right. Great job. <laughs> Listen, guys, ESPN Plus is launching today. And the first fight we're going to having today is Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw for the UFC flightweight title. Now, granted, the, the, the platform's going to have other sports, hockey, baseball, you know, all that good stuff, but... They're also hosting, you know, a myriad of uh, UFC cards. Yeah, they've uh, they're the entire UFC catalog of uh, fights, uh, present, past, and uh, in the foreseeable future, is going to be on this uh, streaming platform, which makes me happy because it's five dollars cheaper than Fight Pass, their other streaming service that I've been paying for for the last like whatever five six years that they've had it, and uh, so I'm happy to save five dollars a month. So you're not going to have to go like per fight anymore. Uh, no, well, you still have to pay for pay per views because you know, screw me. And, like, well, <laughs> and that's one. That's usually, that's one topic I wanted to address as well was the pay per view situation because. Um, oh, also, it's it's not ad free. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's you're still going to have to deal with ads. It's not. It's not as many as cable <laughs> yet. But <laughs> but even <laughs> even cable when cable first came out, the whole intent was to not have ads. Right, you're paying for television. Yeah, you're paying for the television. No, that's probably... I mean, cable is going to be what we're dealing with on the internet 
in like 10, 15 years, right? I mean, it's getting to the point right now where if you want to like, you know, unless you buy the apps, you know, just a couple out of the car, unless you want to get these whole bunch of apps right now, you're almost paying the same price as cable TV anyway if you want to get like 15 apps or something. But they're going to have, they're going to bundle it eventually because there's too many, there's too many streaming apps. You're going to have like what ESPN's got a streaming app. You're going to have like whatever, like Fox streaming app or whatever. Everything's just going to keep going. Well, it, it, it depends, though, because here's an example. Like, the reason why you can't get, say, like, you know, Spike TV by itself or VH1 by itself because Viacom owns all that. So they're not going to allow you to bundle it. Mm-hmm. So it depends on who the provider would be and which companies own what. But, you know, not to get too off topic with the whole thing. Is Spike even a real network anymore? I mean, they got Bellator. No, I don't I don't think they do. I think that's Paramount. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is Paramount. Yeah. So. It's Paramount. We, they, they changed the name, though, I think, didn't they? Paramount. It's just Paramount Network now. Right, but it was Spike TV, wasn't it? I don't know. But Are they still pay, playing like six hours of Cops every day? <laughs> that's all they ever played. It's awful. I just remember when we would watch a UFC event and then Cops would come on and I would just like start feeling so depressed for all these meth heads. It's like, it's like please, officer, please don't don't arrest me. I can't go back to jail. And he's like, oh, I'm going to arrest you. He's like he's like like a minute from home right now. He's just oh, like, boy, you're inebriated driving. You can't, you can't get away with that sort of thing. And I'm just sitting there like, this is just this is just bad for my soul right now. Oh, that also, was, but, that was great TV. Also, yeah. I've been drinking and I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I'm curious about, though, for ESPN Plus, they're doing the UFC cards. Will they host a pay-per-view? And if they if they host it, will it be region free like um, or region specific like like Fight Pass? Because for Fight Pass, if you uh, if you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, do a Josh Smith quote. If you have a VPN from another country, <laughs> VPN, you can, you can pay it for a lot less. Like we always do it from Singapore, so we get it for like twenty five bucks instead of the sixty five dollars. How much did we save last year? Because we bought almost every paper oh, card. Probably a few hundred dollars. Yeah. So if you think about it, they're probably because two three hundred dollars. They keep on raising the prices every couple of years, so it's sixty five ninety nine or whatever for or sixty four ninety nine for a for a, one yeah. a UFC pay per view. Order them every month too. Yeah, and sometimes if they have a really good one, they just raise the price for no reason. Yeah, like just to see how many people will buy it. That's what they did with uh, Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva two back in the day. Yeah, yeah. There's one they have Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate in the card, but yeah, they they raised up. That's when they did the price hike. I think was for that one. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, because every year they, or every year, every so often they just start jacking the prices up. But you know, if you if you look into it, though, for some countries that don't actually pay for pay per views, like England, mm-hmm. Fight Pass doesn't exist for them. Yeah, but for like some countries like Singapore, they have access to Fight Pass, but their pay per views are twenty five dollars. Yeah, because nobody's gonna that in that particular market, nobody's gonna pay like seventy bucks for a, a pay per view card. Hold on, rewind. Why doesn't Europe? You said Europe or England doesn't have. They have fight. They have no. fight pass, but they also have a, an exclusive deal with. Uh, I believe the channel is BT Sports. Uh, so yeah, all BT of the, the also that's recently changed too. So now like as of now, they're gonna have um, a different. Uh, BT Sports is still gonna broadcast a lot of the cards, but the pay, it's still gonna be a pay per view um, on for certain fighters. Like Conor McGregor commands pay per view buys in Europe. Same with like a guy like Darren Till, assuming he, he he can keep winning after his like humiliating loss to uh, Woodley. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You know that got voted like card of the year. Really? Yeah, I didn't see that card. Yeah, me neither. Because I don't like Tyron Woodley all that much. Because I'm a racist, apparently. That's 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 why I don't like him. It's not because he's a boring, like inconsistent fighter. Is the wait a <laughs> second? Why is, is some did somebody accuse people who don't like him of being racist? Yeah, Tyron Woodley. 
Yeah, he, he went to Joe Rogan podcast and telling him how to get the respect he deserves. So, and how it's a, uh, you know, it's a um, a white based organization. But if you really want to look about how many black athletes are participating in the fights, <laughs> what did Rogan say back? He's like, dude, everybody respects you. He goes like, no, man, I really feel they don't. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, dude, yes, they do. But I mean, but wait, 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 I wait. think he's a phenomenal athlete, and he is. I, he's, he's very great fighter. He's very good at what he does. I don't think he's a great fighter. I think he's. Really? He, I think he leans on his athleticism a lot. Because I look at uh, his fight with Rory McDonald. I don't think he's in, increased his skill set since then. Like, I mean, he's probably polished up a little bit uh, of what he does. His but boxing got much better, I think. He does the same stuff, man. He sits on the back of the fence and does that, like, Dagestani shuffle uh, where he just waits for people to come in on him. And then he throws the right hand lightning fast because he's, you know, built like a Greek god and throws, like, a Greek god's right hand. Like he he can't you can't argue against his athleticism. He's one of the the most explosive athletes that the UFC's ever seen. Hands down. Uh, I would put him second to Yoel Romero only. Yeah, for active competitors for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because I think who, uh, who inactive? Who would you compare him to? Would be, be more athletic. Yeah, I'd say Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar's like what six four, two hundred ninety pounds, and he's, and he's still and he's still like and, he, and he's still probably just as fast. I don't think so. He's he's in that he's in that ballpark. He was It'd quick, be, I mean, but he's he, not he, as quick as Woodley. He's almost forty years old. See how fast he's doing double legs on Mark Hunt. Yeah, like at almost forty years old. Yeah, but that's heavyweight too. It's a trash <laughs> yeah, division, but, dude. Yeah, well, he's still you know super fast and athletic though. He's got yeah, a lot of fast switch compared to other heavyweights. He's a jacked white boy. Deal with it. <laughs> If you if you put it side by side, now who's racist, huh? I mean, both of them probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, we don't do that. Yeah, there's no race. There's stop. Yeah, that's, yeah. Thanks for white knighting us real quick. Here. <laughs> I mean, somebody had so, to, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, thank God for you. It's yeah, because I, you, le- I learned things about myself this week. But because of the Gillette ad. No, I knew it before. And oh, it had okay. nothing to do with the Gillette ad. Oh, good. That was a close shave. It just happened to be... <laughs> hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. So, Ghostbusters is coming out. Okay. And Paul Feig will not be directing it. In fact, it will have nothing to do with the reboot of Ghostbusters that came out a couple years ago. This oh, that's a terrible shame. Will be. Because that was such a quality film. It was, yeah, and because women are funny, and you need to get over it. I, that's that's true. I, I I was right below the crest of the hill until you made that comment. So thank you again. You're just all over it tonight. I mean, like I said, I learned things about myself. I, I, I'm pretty sure you're virtual. You are virtue signaling so hard that people <laughs> like outside of this room can see it. Thank you. Yeah, like uh, probably your neighbors are like, "Wow, there's a lot of virtue just emanating from Chris's house." Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I, I mean it with no irony whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, I am excited for Ghostbusters three, but I'm cautiously excited. Uh, I'm kind of happy that they're not continue. Oh, here we go. Kind of happy that they're not continuing the Paul Feig franchise. Well, I mean, it was a terrible movie, universally um, panned, even by movie critics who had every reason to love that movie. Like the the one like review that I read when it came out was like, why uh, why are these characters so one dimensional? And uh, really, they the one that I read was like, why is it like super racist? Because of Leslie Jones' character oh was, God, was extremely stereotypical. 
Like she was like like she was ridiculously strong. It was ridiculous. Uh, they they were like, why is this, like she, she's so strong that she can slap a demon out of somebody? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. I've never seen it. Yeah, Dude, me, me either. Let me actually. tell you something. I actually let me preface what I'm about to say with this. When I first read that it was going to be recasted with all females, I immediately this is my this was my exact reaction. I went, what? And then I went, oh, well, I guess that means, uh, yeah, there'll be, the, people won't even try to compare it to the first one then. Yeah. Because it's going to obviously be, obviously totally be different. something totally different. Then I was like, huh, okay. I mean, I'm interested. I'll give you credit. You went to the movie theater to see it. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. It's just, um, I thought you went, where no. did you go? You just watched I, I, it on? Uh, I watched it on Plex for free. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> no. I, I, so what did you see in theaters? Did you see Pixels? No. What did you see? Independence Day two. Oh yeah, that right. That was that was Lisa. a we saw that. crap too. Yeah, you were you were so angry. I was so angry after Independence Day two. You, you, without you, Will Smith, I'm like, come on. At that point, if you lost Will Smith, you lost me in the movie. But, I remember looking over at you in the theaters. Yeah, I was like furious. I haven't gotten. I've never been that furious in a movie before. I was mad watching Independence Day. I don't too. think you've ever been like that stressed out, except at like my bachelor party. Like that was yeah. the, that was the last time. No. That was great. <laughs> Let's we'll save that story for another day. Yeah. So uh, so I watched after watching Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. I just I just thought it was the most ridiculous pile of crap. That movie sucked. I don't care who you are. I don't even think the actresses liked the movie. No. In fact, I read articles that they didn't even like it. They didn't like the script. In fact, they were changing jokes last minute. They were intentionally doing what they were doing. It was just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And Paul Feig had an agenda, and the agenda was very clear in the movie, and it was ridiculous. It was mm -hmm. just absurd. It was almost like insulting for you to think anybody who go anybody to go to that movie and actually enjoy it. What's really? It was, it was it was asinine. It was the the graphics sucked. The jokes didn't land. It was really maddening, too, because they put, like, such a fantastic film series. Like, they put that label on just a terrible movie. Yeah, and they took a bunch of very talented actresses. Yeah, Leslie Jones them, is funny. And gave them a really crappy script. Kristen Wiig is really funny. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I don't know, what's Kate, the... Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was probably the, the sole actress in the movie that I, I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, she had a couple lines in it where I was like, huh. Eh. Yeah. And so, that was pretty much, I didn't get any more than a, huh. Eh. <laughs> it, it wasn't uh, Chris Hemsworth playing the secretary in the movie? Yeah. Was he funny? Or? No. Everybody was like raving about his performance. He was stupid. He was so over the top stupid. You know what it reminded me of? Remember Dumb and Dumberer? I never he, saw the second one. Dumb and Dumberer was... The, the, was that the one where they're younger? Yeah. The okay. younger yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Where like they're just... Dumb and Dumber, they're funny stupid. Dumb and Dumberer, they're just stupid stupid. And mm -hmm. there's nothing funny happening. That's what like Chris Hemsworth character was to me. He was just so stupid, stupid that it wasn't funny. It didn't. It didn't land. Hmm. And look, I don't know what else to say about that movie other than it just so, didn't work. And what's the numbers exciting about it. the sequel to yeah. the original? <laughs> the 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 Ivan Reitman is that the the original director's name? Yes. And then what's his son is directing this one? His son Jason Reitman will be directing this one. And Jason Reitman has directed good movies. God, uh, thank you for smoking in Juno. Yeah. But since then, he's had a couple bombs. We should... Both uh, great movies, by the way. Yeah, we I should, love smoking. Oh, we ahead, should sorry. mention that, that for our 
audiences that those are two separate movie titles. Oh, yeah. Case, yeah. Thank you for smoking. And. and Juno's. And Juno. Yeah. Thank you for smoking is an awesome movie. <laughs> and then uh, Juno is a very, very, like, well-received critically. It was, that was a good movie. I, I, I liked it. it. I liked it. And then uh, what were the bombs? The bombs? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I don't remember. I, I read them and then I was like, I never even heard of these. Oh, okay. It, maybe you can answer this, though. For the first two Ghostbuster movies, one of those was written by Harold Ramis. And Dan the, Aykroyd. The first one was written by the two of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as I remember. Right, because Harold Ramis did a bunch of stuff like Stripes and Caddyshack and stuff like yes. that, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So I always thought that he had so ownership of the writing for that movie. Because he's been dead for, what, a couple of years now or yeah. something like yeah. that. Well, he probably sold the rights at some point. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, can't now, but, you know, he... Uh, was his state, maybe, probably. Uh, possibly. But, like, he was always kind of like the comedic genius, sort of, like, kind of mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I was looking up Dan Aykroyd's writing credits the other day in preparation for talking about this, and uh, he's got, like, a ton of t- Ghostbusters material over the years. He wrote, like, several games, a lot of, like, uh, shorts yeah. about the uh, about the Ghostbusters. His original Ghostbusters 3, I think, was titled Ghostbusters in Hell, or mm-hmm. Hell in New York, something like that. Right. And uh, it eventually became came some of the major plot points were put into the video game that came out a few years ago it's interesting i'm just shocked they never made a third movie like in the 90s or something it went into production hell it was like they were trying to get it done they didn't want to do it without murray murray wouldn't agree to it he yeah. just kept putting it off murray's also an asshole too yeah. <laughs> like he's a colossal dick and everything he does like it's not it's not it's not a stretch to watch movies like groundhog day being such an asshole no yeah he's just like oh have a bad day oh great i mean every day <laughs> <laughs> so he was he, he was in an interview once where he basically said he doesn't like doing uh, sequels because he wasn't happy with the way Ghostbusters two turned out. And Ghostbusters then, and two the, was funny, but everybody was like, "You did Garfield two. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a paycheck movie though. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't do Ghostbusters three, but you could do Garfield two. Well, it's just funny watching a, like um, with him and Chevy Chase back in the day because you know they can't stand each other. Yeah, yeah. like because you know I, I found out about this was like you ever watched Caddyshack the movie and like they yeah. have a little documentary behind there. Yeah, that movie went so fucking far off the rails from the director's standpoint. <laughs> right, because everybody started just doing their own thing. Like yeah. Roddy Dangerfield, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, well, not Dan Aykroyd. Um, Jesus Christ, we just talked about him, like Bill five, Murray. Bill Murray, like, and he was. Uh, and they also were doing their own thing. They were off the script. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Bill Murray only worked in the set for one day. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, one day. Yeah, because because like because uh, you know Chevy Chase did, did a lot of the movie, but he was there for one day. So all the scenes he did, like trying to flush the groundhog out of the ground, was all done in like one day. Yeah, because they can't stand each other with Chevy Chase. Yeah, and their feud started back on SNL, right? Back and in the seventies, they got they got into a fight backstage. Really? Yeah, I think it was like an actual fist fight, dude. I heard, I read about that fight once. I would and imagine fire... Chevy won that, right? He's a big guy. So is um, Bill Murray. He's not as big as Chevy Chase, though. Pretty cl- Bill Murray's like 6'2". He's is pretty he? close, yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly, the funniest insult I heard was apparently Chevy Chase called Bill Murray a crater face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. Before before everybody had heard that, too, was the uh, the incredible... That That's not a, an insult that's aged super well. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, other exciting about this is pretty much the entire original cast is signed on to be on Ghostbusters 3, right? Uh, so far, I mean, that's the rumor is that everybody, obviously not including Harold Ramis, but everybody else is Rest coming back. Maybe which, they'll do a Harold Ramis uh, hologram 
or maybe Harold Harold Ramis's ghost will make an appearance, and they'll right. just like reconstruct him with CGI, right? And it'll look super silly, like the like all the other ghosts do. <laughs> or the worst, like, they'll get like fucking Seth uh, Seth Rogen to play his part or something. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm now, dude, I'm now a fucking Ghostbuster, and like as a Ghostbuster now, I got a proton pack and a light, well, I'm a fucking lightsaber, but I have the I have this fucking slimer. It's awesome, dude, and I'm high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what's going to be interesting is if Rick Moranis comes back. Well, they said Rick Moranis was yeah. on board too. I thought right? he retired from acting like forever, right? He did. Yeah, uh, he was because like, wife moved passed out to, away. Like, yeah, he moved, like moved out to Montana just to raise his kids or something. Yeah, because wife died like twenty years ago or something like that. So he, he was, just he just said 90s. fucking just retired from acting. God, he was so great in the first one. He's great in everything he does. High and Chunk the Kids is amazing in. He was great in like Little Giants, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bully, yeah, uh, yeah. Great movie. Big Bully, Big Bully um, with uh, Tom Arnold, very yeah. underrated flick. Oh, well, well, Tom Arnold in general is super underrated. Like, he, I think he's hilarious. <laughs> Tom Arnold's very funny, dude. Be- he, he best role like, ever, True Lies. True Lies. I was oh, going to say True Lies. Yeah, yep. yeah. I agree. Um, he also had a spot on the de- uh, best damn sports show on, uh, on oh, ESPN yeah, back in the day. True Lies. Um, Jesus Christ, Roseanne. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Roseanne. Yeah. His uh, his uh, Trump rants online re- yeah, recently he, he, have been he also, really great. He also does have the uh, copy of Trump's P tape. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would. At least so he claims he's so got it. So if they ever make like a uh, an Alex Jones movie, like they got to get Tom Arnold to play him, right? Yes. That w- I mean that's. And that's he was born for that role. And Alex, oh Jones nine and a half movie. months, he was great in. He was oh, in nine, nine and, and a half months. months. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I like that yeah. movie. Kick your bony little ass. <laughs> there's a there's a trailer out or a teaser trailer out for Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, they were they were very strategic, but uh, with this, by the way, have they even filmed anything yet? They this they filmed the teaser. That's interesting. So. Um, I guess like what they were so Dan Aykroyd actually leaked this like three months ago mm-hmm. but the problem is nobody believes Dan Aykroyd anymore because he's been saying there's going to be a Ghostbusters 3 for like 20 years right so every time he says it people are just like okay cool dude like we'll see you when it happens <laughs> so that's why a lot of people even now they're like I'll believe this happening when I'm sitting in the theater and the, and the, and the credits start to roll mm-hmm. well yeah Ghostbusters 2 came out like in 1989 30 years ago yeah it was forever ago I yeah. mean when I start seeing previews I'll believe it yeah I guess you're right <laughs> so anyway the trailer's out and it basically all it is is uh, they, they show a scene of some abandoned barn somewhere very uh, very desolate looking mm-hmm. and the original song from the original scene starts to play from yeah. Ghostbusters 1 right the scene where like the librarian's walking around and like she gets she yeah, comes yeah, across yeah. the ghost so that song starts to play and then you know you go the camera goes into the barn and there's a a, a giant object that's covered with sheets and there's like the sounds of proton packs trying to start up in the background and as soon as one starts to begin to start up the sheets get lifted and you see the ectomobile and then it just ends mm. That's that's a solid like teaser. It's a teaser. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. So, I was thinking about this the uh, and we can use this as a segue to our our final topic of the evening uh, or of the wrap up anyway. But I was uh, I was watching the original Ghostbusters um, for because you know I like a random set of like winter plague came through my uh, my household this week, so I uh, I was just like out for a couple of days, and my. Uh, so my response was to just like make my wife do everything and I watch Netflix. So Ghostbusters is on Netflix and I was just watching this and I just remembered like uh, during the the scene at the end where all of New York gets behind like this 
team, this ragtag team of go-getters. And I was like, man, the 80s was so awesome. Everybody was just like on board yeah. for whatever we were doing. Like it, it was, <laughs> everybody was just into it. It was like, yeah, America, New York, Ghostbusters, sure. It was like, and the, you know, the, the the ground cracks and they almost get swallowed and everybody's like, oh, are the Ghostbusters dead? And then they get up. It's like, no, we're still here. We're still queer you know (laughs) we're the ghostbusters (laughs) and everybody's just and everybody yeah ghostbusters ghostbusters and i was just sitting there there thinking like that would never happen today everybody'd be like so offended that there's only one black guy on the team or (laughs) and no and no women like why is there no Asian Ernie, men on the uh, Ghostbusters? Ernie Hudson. That's yeah. his name. Ernie Hudson. And why yeah. is the only black why is the black guy the only one that's not a scientist? He's clearly smarter than Bill Murray. Like <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just sitting there thinking, I was like, why are we so diffuse now? Like what happened to American culture to where we can't just like all get behind like the uh, you know, something positive, like killing ghosts. <laughs> As simple as that sounds. Yeah, no, everybody's... Ghosts have rights, too. Like, paranormal rights. That's why the the last Ghostbusters thing was so ridiculous. Yeah. Why can't they just go out and kill ghosts? No. Why do they have to be these undertones where you're like, I know what you're doing? Yeah, because that's Hollywood now. Like, Hollywood's not interested in a unifying theme. They're interested in divisive, uh, polarizing, like, uh, things. Because... The real trick is, and they Hollywood probably got this from uh, Washington, is you can get more money out of people by making them angry. So if I'm mad about something, I'm much more likely to donate to a political party. Like, you know, if I'm mad about, I don't know, um, you know, toxic masculinity, like I'm more likely to vote for uh, vote for and donate to like Octavia Cortez's. uh, Is that her name? I think that's right. Yeah. She's that that 29 year old uh, New York York, uh, Congresswoman. Oh, boy. Yeah. Octavia Cortez. Doesn't that sound like a supervillain? I thought so. Like, I don't know. Like Dr. Octopus, like Octavia's. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Octavia's. (laughs) She's all of a sudden just sitting here going like back here. We get her back to her apartment with her little metal tentacles like rubbing themselves like yes it got in the palm of my hands like I'm halfway certain she's a Bond villain she could be <laughs> is she <laughs> hot yes oh, I'm not allowed to be attracted to her I'm sorry. no no I, and also how dare you I'm sorry yeah so I'm all of this is a, a good kind of segue into the Gillette ad controversy so um I I may be a racist and uh, a coward and butthurt uh but I did not like the Gillette ad I was telling Jeff, so this is my, let me tell you exactly what my experience with the Gillette ad was. So I heard about it mm-hmm. and everyone's like, I think I heard about it off of like some sort of a social network, like Facebook or Instagram or something. Did you, did you hear just a random like, like set of applause and just like people patting themselves on the back, like mixed together and that like in a rising wave and you were like, what was that? God, and- I can't even remember what it, what it was. <laughs> I don't even remember if it was a positive or a negative reaction. I just basically was like, oh, I need to go watch this Gillette commercial now. Yeah, I just saw a bunch of stuff on my Facebook feed. I, I like, just sort of got lost in the shuffle. I'm like, I mean, I forgot you guys were selling me shaving cream or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I'm just so like, I, so I I YouTube this thing, I'm watching it, and the video starts, and I immediately my first actual reaction will go was like, ah, oh, here we go again, and then 
<laughs> no, but here's why. I wish somebody was around me to witness my reactions because about halfway through the commercial, in fact, it was the part where all the men are lined up like an army in front boys of their grills. Boys will be boys. Yeah. It was that part. Boys will be boys. Dude, I thought I was watching. that's what we are. We're a cult of manhood. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was watching the greatest satire of all time. I actually started laughing. I went, oh my God, it's a joke. And then I was like, Oh, oh no, they're serious. No, no, wait. Before <laughs> even that, I actually went to the point of thinking, oh, they're going to get so much crap for this. <laughs> and I got kind of excited. And then I realized by the time it ended, I was like, oh, no, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> oh, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> so. Boy, they, 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 they drew their line in the sand. <laughs> which is hilarious because it's a shaving cream company. It's like, that's who I want to be lectured to is like somebody that wants me to overpay for razors. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I almost always have a beard. And I get, like, maybe two... A manicured beard. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. yeah. I have, like, maybe two haircuts a year. Like, <laughs> like I just, I just... I figured it out early. Like, I'm not going to spend unnecessary amounts of money on uh, shaving cream. Like, I would say that you probably... Sp- been quite a bit more on razors and shaving cream on uh, than I do. You're probably correct, but I also am a uh, customer of the Dollar Shave Club, which is the way to go. Like obviously, which is so that's that's what I was thinking. What it, what these types of things always come down to, and we had the same conversation after the Colin Kaepernick commercial. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the money. Let me let me make half of America mad, and then the the other half will like buy my products. But just like in a in a small surge for you know a few months because I've done this controversial thing and then both sides are going to forget about it. Yeah, and you know, so I mean, to me, it's kind of weird watching it on the sidelines. Now, what I do think is interesting is the social commentary that it brings up because I before I saw the Gillette ad, I did see a uh, a brief by the it was a white paper done by the uh, APA, the American Psychological Association. Which um, is a, a you know they have a, a particular bias uh, for certain, uh, but uh, basically what it said was traditional like views of masculinity, especially among minority groups, are negative and harmful to uh, men, and which and they use the term toxic masculinity, which is funny to me because serious psycho- psychology has maybe like six or seven validated topics. Like, if you've ever taken a Myers-Briggs test, they're virtually useless. Oh, the INFJF or whatever that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff no, is? No, yeah, Myers-Briggs test is something that they developed shit. in the 50s, and they don't really mean anything. Like, it's a it's a self-reported uh, test that uh, is not very well scientifically validated at all. What is scientifically validated is the big five person- personality model, and you can, you know... Basically, you can predict like all sorts of stuff if you know somebody's uh, scores on the big five. You can tell what kind of political affiliations they'll have. You can tell what kind of job uh, they'll probably be best suited for. Uh, You can tell how successful they'll be in life. But between that and IQ, which IQ is the most scientifically validated uh, psychological concept. And that's a, a real pain for some people because the the data on IQ, nobody wants to talk about it. And I'm not going to bring it up here because it's extremely politically divisive. But anyway, uh, all of the all of that going to say, like, the APA came out with this brief that uh, said uh, that 
traditional masculinity is uh, harmful to everybody. And then the Gillette ad followed quickly after. So I was I was kind of interested uh, in the idea that, okay, like, well, so what's what's harmful is like the the stoic attitude, not talking about your emotions. Uh, you know, obviously bullying is a bad thing. Like I, I don't, did you guys ever get bullied like in school? Like I got bullied. Yeah. Did I, you? I got bullied yeah. as a kid. Did you also bully people? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so here's my theory. A lot, actually, honestly. Yeah, that it's uh, it's universal. It's a universal thing. Every kid, every male child, has to go through like busting chops and getting their chops busted because it's how you build toughness. And because listen, nobody's gonna be nice to you. Like you're not even in your friend group. Like how often do we bust each other's chops? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's also fairly intimate, though. Yeah, of course, because it's all in fun. Because I know you can take it. And you know I can take it. And if either of us couldn't take it, we wouldn't be friends. To, to be fair, though, though we also know each other very well, so it's exactly, okay. Exactly. Exactly. It's a context of the situation. But like you said, it's like camaraderie. Yeah. Right. It's 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 bonding, really. It's the same thing. Like you get like you give like two seven year olds a ball. They're friends. I yeah, but that's that. different than actually getting picked on. Though. Exactly, getting your getting your butt kicked by uh, by uh, somebody who's significantly larger or older than you as a child—that's horrific. Like you know, that's also happened to yeah, me. Yeah, that's happened to me too. And that's that's no fun at all. And uh, but you do learn from that. And I swear, if that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have gotten into martial arts. And martial arts is a huge part of my personality and hobbies like i practice uh kickboxing all the time and yeah, we box all the time in the gym constantly it's fun man and i and it gives you a, a good sense of confidence and you know i think it's probably like the most healthy thing you can do for a young man i think one thing that's good about martial arts for everybody though that it should take is you kind of realize how vulnerable you are as oh a person. god it's because one thing one argument though i mean i'm a briefly segue this is like you know it's i'll be very brief is, is the gun argument one of the leaders friends made the comment like well why have a gun she learned martial arts that kind of thing I'm like right so a guy who's like 6'7 like 250 pounds and kicked the shit out of me because they're way bigger and stronger than me yeah so granted I, mean, I, could, I could train all day long this guy is just physically that much stronger and bigger than me yeah and so also, much I can do. also what if that guy trains martial arts right so I'd rather have a gun as an equalizer if he gets that physical mm-hmm. or a knife or, or some sort of weapon but anyway yeah. just um, you know to go back to my original point you realize how vulnerable you are because there's plenty of people out there that can kick the shit out of anybody on this table yeah a lot of people oh it's a it's a it's a hundred uh, it's a hundred percent like something that you realize. I realized it in high school wrestling because I got I got to be a pretty good high school wrestler. I was you know varsity my junior year, and I was you know winning tournaments. I was beating like all sorts of kids. I qualified for state, did very well. But it was because I was getting creamed by the seniors on my team who were monsters, like all Americans as like sophomores and juniors. And then I went to wrestling camp and wrestled with like legit all like. Uh, all Americans and uh, legit like Olympians and it's like those are different kinds of people that's a different sort of human like there's you know it's it's like a it's like it's like a spider monkey versus a chimp like yeah. there's it's a totally different thing like when you feel like the pressure that these kinds of dudes can put on you it's you ever shake hands with somebody and you just realize like yeah. oh this guy could crush an apple like Without sweating, yeah. X three jujitsu coach. I did a class here last year. Oh, dude! And because uh, this guy, you know, if you guys know anything about, about martial arts, he um, Jeff um, uh, Monsoon. Jeff Jeff Monsoon. He had a grappling yeah. match. We kicked the shit out of Jeff Monsoon a grappling match. And Jeff, Monson I shook this guy's hand. The guy's pretty big. He's probably like pretty close to my height, but probably weighs like two sixty or something. This is a, I shook like, his hand. Like a 48, 49 year old man who would 
kill. Yeah, I remember, I remember shaking hands you. with shaking hands with him. I felt like I was shaking hands with a pile of bricks, and I'm like, dude, this guy could crush me anytime he wanted to. Oh yeah, and you run into those kinds of people in jujitsu rooms, and you're just like, oh. Like, that's a different kind of thing. Because that was my biggest fear in high school wrestling was, like, I really want to do high school wrestling, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I got really intimidated when I went to the practices and stuff. And I'm yeah, like, there's guys in there that just crush you. Yeah, because the problem was, too, I couldn't cut weight because I was just growing like a fucking weed in high school. Yeah. So, like, when I, when I was wanting to do some, of those, uh, do some of those things, was like, you know, I was like, well... I don't feel like just getting my getting, getting my ass kicked every single day, especially if I can't go, go lower in weight or something right. like that. And so, so I did continue to come and get my ass kicked every single day, and uh, I, I got I got a dollar right. Oh, you did say yeah, the okay. A word. <laughs> we so, gotta take that word off. That well, it's all right. It's going to a good cause. That's right. So uh, I did uh, get a uh, get creamed every single day, and. I think there's a lot of value in that, man. Like physical uh, disparity and physical like intimidation like serves to teach you like, you know, a lesson about what life is. Like it, But do you think that was more the so. context of the situation where you're in a wrestling room instead of like, you know, like after school, uh, you know, like in the parking lot getting the shit kicked out of you though? I would say you know? that one prevents the other. But what I'm saying is, though, is like, say for like legit bullying, like something like that, as opposed to like, you know, yeah, that's the line you draw, right? That, that's that's from what I'm getting around is the context of what's happening right now, because you're in a controlled environment, though, with your, you know, your coach is there, you're like your um, your teammates are there, you're getting your ass kicked, but it, you know, there's an understanding of where to go with it, right? As I mean, opposed to like, you know, as opposed to you know having, they're not being malicious to a degree, um, to a degree, you got to be a little malicious to to be a res- a, a successful high school wrestler. Sadist masochist, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Because you gotta you gotta enjoy getting hurt, and you have to enjoy hurting. And there's that's like you know getting in touch with your darker side, which is useful in the fact that like okay, I know what I'm capable of now, and I know where the line is. And you, to to me, like there's no in an ad like the Gillette thing. It's what like a two minute ad. Yeah. There's no room for nuance. There's no room for this kind of conversation that we're having about like, okay, what's the appropriate level of physical uh, conflict? Because kids love rough and tumble play. They they need it. And they need to ex- like find out where the boundaries are so that they can discover like what's appropriate about their own bodies and what's appropriate where, you know... Uh, uh, physical like vulnerability is concerned and you need to know the vulnerability of yourself and vulnerability of others so that you don't violate that and that's when you're a child is the time to discover that because the consequences become so much greater as you grow uh, now you know that's all just about the bullying side of what they were talking about the other side is the white knighting stuff <laughs> and that to me like that's another one like where is the line between flirting, hitting on, and intimidating, right? Like, because there are different things. Like, like Tinder has changed this drastically, like, as compared to when we were growing up and, like, hitting on girls all the time. Like, I, don't, I can't even count how many times I was re- rejected, like, by, by women that I was interested in. It was a lot. I had, you know, I had my share, fair share of victories, too, ladies. Just, uh, just letting you know. But at the same time, like... You women are sexually selective. They have to be because otherwise we would be bonobos. <laughs> I mean, that's the big difference between like you know us and the rest of the higher primates is we women select. 
like what and they select uh like the most successful most confident and most physically and uh socially dominant males yet rich women don't marry poor men like it's, a, it's instinct no yeah. they, a no, lot they, of it's instinct no they fuck a good looking poor man it's true <laughs> but they marry rich exactly but that i would i would submit that that's uh entirely a development since the birth control pill because we lowered the consequences of sexual uh, intimacy uh, I mean, I don't think that, uh, I think a lot of the propriety rules we had in the, before the 1950s were due to the fact that the consequences of sexual intimacy were so great. Well, yeah, because I mean, every time you have sex with somebody, you have a very high risk of getting somebody pregnant. Exactly. It's like, you, like my grandfather, my dad's side of family had, I think, 11 children or something. So it's just like, you know. Couldn't pull out of a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> pull out game non-existent. <laughs> so, but, I, you know, but... The, so it's it's not okay for me to at all to be now I was talking about this with my wife too. I was like, if you hadn't have been into me the night we met, I would have been extremely creepy like like that's how you would have perceived me if I had been you know an ugly like uh un- <laughs> <laughs> unflatteringly like uh socially awkward douchebag. Like, you would have been like, no, get away from me. Like, this is weird. And stop, like, stalking. I, I really did. I followed her around the whole party. I was so attracted You're to like, her. I wanted to. Yeah, I was. <laughs> like, humping her, like, humping her leg and stuff. Yeah. No, I was a wild animal back then. She calmed me down, cleaned me up. That's what happened. And, <laughs> but the. Uh, I wish that, I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, it's this, like, you get rejected and you keep going because that's that's the game it's the hunt and i I mean i don't think that this is necessarily an untrammeled evil about male behavior i think this is how we evolved and how we uh, go about doing things again there is a line that you cross where you're being inappropriate and the line is usually whether or not the girl is attracted to you and if you can't take the hint like that's the thing if you can't take the hint i don't think there's anything wrong with cat calling as long as the girl's into it as, you know, if she's if you're scaring the woman, and that's something that men do need to be aware of, is that you are, you know, physically more dangerous to a woman than anything else. Well, again, it's also that she's ever going to run into. Yeah, again, it's also context of the situation where, like, you know, example, you shouldn't be doing the stuff at work and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. context. You know, yeah, I mean, if well, you're women in the workplace is a very complicated issue too because you're spending a lot of time with somebody and men and women ha- did not used to do that well let me put it this way right now i'm not gonna name the company i work for but they have a very specific um guidelines about you know about um women in the workplace mm-hmm. um they have certain things where like you know men and women in the workplace oh sorry because the, and- the guidelines don't just apply to the women right <laughs> <laughs> any anywho <laughs> that's not cool behavior jeffrey you need to walk it back a little bit. Calm down. Do I ever have cool behavior? Check no. no. <laughs> Zero chill. None. But they have a whole thing where like, you know, is it okay right now? This happened after hours, blah, 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 blah. Or um, I'm, I'm going to butcher the word of this. It's um, quid pro. Quid, quid pro row. Right, right, right. Quid, po, quid, quid, quid pro quo. There, I'll never quid forget this though quo. too because like yeah. when I, I had a job my senior year of high school, I was working for like this insurance company. I was just, you know, like filing claims and stuff like that, making like no money. Yeah. And I remember this, and he talked to my boss, knocked the door, and then no response. So I waited outside for a little bit, and then like uh, opened the door, and then like he's kind of pushed against the desk, going like, oh, "I'll be out in a minute." I'm like, uh, "Okay," and he's by himself, and then like you know, um, 
I'm gonna say your name is Jessica. I think that it actually is her name. Yeah. Walked out, and then I was like, well, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what you were doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had, because I had, because my senior year, we actually did like the half day year. We used to work through the the work co op program, and she was part of the group, and mm-hmm. she was, I think, eighteen, maybe seventeen. And then, like, because I remember this. Was I remember your boss R. Kelly. I remember. I really remember seeing, like, seeing him there. And because you mentioned she, she, she got like this, like this, like you know, kept getting raises and stuff like that, and all that good stuff. You know, special treatment. Hashtag me too. Right. So then I, I just remember like going to the office and like trying to say what's up to him real quick. And then like I didn't see her there, and it wasn't like a big office. Now is she a victim in that situation, or is he a victim? Uh, no, because you know it, it's like the whole that, um, it's just a mutually beneficial relationship, right? And that's my point. Like you know, I'm gonna sound like an asshole for saying this, so I apologize, but not really. It's with it's with Harvey Weinstein. Grant's a fucked up situation what he did, but yeah. if you really be honest, the ones who are complaining about it are the ones that didn't get what they want. Yeah, because think about this though. Think about a lot of the women who are like, well, we're willing to do a lot of stuff with Harvey Weinstein. Are you upset right now because you were, you feel like you were taken advantage of, or you were upset that you were a grown woman too dumb to understand that you that you didn't get what you wanted? Now again, because it wasn't like they were like underage girls or 25, 30 year old women. Like, come on now. Again, you could have said no. You could have said all this, this stuff and that. I think there's room for for nuance in this conversation, though, right? Like some of them, there's probably some of them where you're probably right. That was the gist of the scenario, and then there's others who really felt like taken advantage of. It's not a. It's there's no broad no, sweeping generalization. No, there's no. There's nobody. Nobody's hands are clean in that scenario at all. Mm-mm. No, it's there's. There's a lot of wrongdoing on every side, and then there are some people who are genuinely innocent of any wrongdoing. That's that's just the way that the world works. Like it, there's you know shades of good and shades of bad in every little interaction that you have with people. So I don't know, man. I just I would just say that people shouldn't be so quick to just blatantly damn. Uh, somebody who finds fault with the uh, the Gillette ad because it's it's not a very um, detailed description of the situation and it's just a, a prescribed notion based on an incomplete understanding of the entire like spectrum of sexual behavior between men and women in America and the world at large and there's zero understanding of like our genetic history and how we've gotten to this point so far. I mean, there's a, an extremely biased, like, political perspective of, like, all all of human history is men suppressing women and white people suppressing, like, everybody else, which is, you know, just, it's a, it's a very narrow-minded view, I think. Yeah, but that's why the, the, the commercial was divisive. Yeah. There was nothing unifying about it. Exactly. You would think now, in, in this day and age, we would start thinking in more of a unifying manner no, but, but no we're just getting more the, and more diffused if you fit a certain narrative is why yeah it, it's just it, it, again right now like every commercial right now gotten so political about certain things like even like the nike commercials right now taking colin kaepernick's side mm-hmm. whether you whether side you take right now they picked a side yeah like i'll tell you um you know with like michael jordan back in the day with their jordan was they asked him back in the 90s was like you know so they, they try to like size up to a to a, a, a political conversation the conversation was: Do you do you go uh, Republican or do you go Democrat? And he goes like, "Well, you know, Democrats and Republicans both buy Air Jordans, so he didn't want to split his demographic." Yeah, yeah. smart so, man, right? So basically, when you're doing stuff like this, you know, you, you're picking sides. Do we really want to pick sides at that point in time? We're trying to find common ground. It seems short sighted to me, right? It's short sighted. It really is. It's about the money. They can get a huge bump quickly. Yeah, 
but but then again, like people forget. People, yeah, people aren't going to pay attention in a few right. months. So that's they, exactly what that's that was my point earlier, and that's what it's coming down to. There's no this company Gillette did not do this out of the goodness of their hearts or no. to send a message. They did it to trigger this exact reaction. They did it for people like us to talk about it, no, and it's working, and yeah, it's working. It. And we've already said the name of the company fifteen times. Like this is free publicity, and mm-hmm. they're soaking it in. So that's how evil it is because they paid somebody to do this and somebody really smart just like what i said about nike somebody really smart came up with this idea and they threw it out there and it's actually kind of fascinating watch watch this watch in the next in the next couple weeks one of their competitors watch the dollar shave club club do it make the complete opposite commercial mm-hmm. watch them come out because now they know that i don't think it'll be dollar shave club or somebody well dollar shave club their marketing in the past has been very stereotypically masculine things really yeah and the few stuff the few things that i have seen because they've had youtube uh videos oh see the only thing i've ever heard them on is podcasts they they just they sponsor podcasts they sponsor podcasts a lot of them Ooh. Speaking of, have you tried the Dr. Carver's shave butter? It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> that would be awesome. If this whole time we were shitting on... Oh, I got to put a dollar in. If we were shitting on a Gillette... You got to put yeah, two in. I'll put two in. <laughs> I don't have a mommy right now, though. Dude. I never have money on me. Why not? And if we were being sponsored by the... <laughs> we do this every Friday. You could get five bucks out of the bank. <laughs> No, you literally can't. You oh, yeah, can't yeah, go to the bank and get $5. You could get $5 uh, cash back from Kroger or whatever. Yeah, but... The, you I mean, have at this to, point, do you want to have like a, like a cell phone standing there with a Venmo account open? <laughs> that'd be amazing. Oh, that's a good that's idea. A, that's, that's just a Venmo right idea. there. Don't just a tablet or something. That'd be really cool. Bitcoin. Yeah. And yeah, we should start withdrawing Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Story time with Jeff. We Let's have a body. I took up all my fucking clothes with a good-ass naked from a strange man who masturbated my male dog. So I just could not stop farting. It was a mild erection. Oh, no! And I took a shit. What the fuck do you do? It just happened. Guys, it just Your your theme song is my favorite thing about this show. It really is fantastic, and I think at this point, it's probably better than all my stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your story about this? What do you got, man? Well, recently, you guys had a gentleman on the podcast, Joshua Smith, and you guys were ragging on him. You might I- remember him as the weirdo with the choker on. <laughs> Not yep. to be confused with Nev Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Different people. And, and you know you guys are breaking his balls and I love Josh I wish I was there to break your balls with him so I'll do it for my story um, now I've known Josh for many many years and you know about as many as you know me right yeah pretty close probably yeah pretty close um, about 10 years ago at my house I had an Irish car bomb party I used to do this party every year for quite some time um Long story short, we started getting pretty hammered drinking Irish car bombs, and Josh probably a little more so than everybody else, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, that's definitely safe to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And then um, we'll start off with this. It was like um, I walk and hammer to my garage. Everybody's playing beer pong, and then Josh was there, and then everybody starts cheering. So I walk in just kind of quietly. And then Josh looks at me and starts screaming. He goes, "Yeah!" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." So then Josh is like a foot shorter than I am, picks me up by like my thighs and then drops me on my face and neck. <laughs> and 
I don't feel a thing. We should mention this was accidentally. <laughs> yeah, it was accidentally. So, so Joshua, Josh went to give Jeff a good-natured hug because he was very excited and very drunk. And uh, then he picked him up and he was like, oh, no, you're heavier than I thought. And suplexes him <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> yeah. So really the, uh, the scene went like this, like, oh, you're heavier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I'm just like, okay, let me just go walk away and keep drinking. <laughs> so after a while, we can't find Josh. I look for Josh, and we kind of figure out that he's in my bathroom with the door locked. So my buddy Drew Dixon, I'm asking, can we break the door down? I'm like, uh, yes, do that. <laughs> so we break the door down, and then like I find Josh, like just like you know, Absolutely. with his shirt off and like face his, down. Like chest and his, his whole arms and chest and, and uh, face were in the bathtub, the water running. So I saved his life. And then like <laughs> Josh is very appreciative of this. <laughs> and to show his appreciation. To show his appreciation. Later on in the evening, you know, at this point I'm ready for bed. I'm just in my boxer shorts and my wife's not home because she's a girlfriend at the time. Seeing, seeing her friend with, with uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So then Josh walks in and Josh walks in and he is ready for bed. <laughs> So as he's getting ready for bed, he starts taking his clothes off and I'm still kind of awake. <laughs> and I see Josh like, Hey Josh, you can't be in here. He's like, no, I don't care. I'm coming in the bed. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, yeah, I am. And then he takes off his clothes and then I'm like, Josh, no, God damn it. So I'm spooning with Josh. We're like both in our underwear. And this point right now, he starts coming up next to me and I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> Puts his arm around. Yeah. So he, and then like, I wake up with him farting all over me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? Wait, was, was he Little Spoon and he was farting? I'm always Big Spoon. <laughs> it's, it's so like, you know, at this point, like I'm, you know, we're, we're getting up right now. I'm just like, oh, man. So let me just describe the scene after the fact. Like there's vomit in your tub. Yes. The, you know, there's a broken door. Yes. Just clothes spat- splattered everywhere. Uh, your wife comes home. Josh has already left. Thank Christ. Yeah. I'm going to clean up the mess. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff is like trying to fix his door unsuccessfully because he's not a carpenter. Nope. And uh, just Aaliyah comes home and is just like, oh, no. And I'm like throwing up in the other room. <laughs> And this point right now, like I can explain. Uh, she was like, "Was was Zach drinking?" I'm like, "Yes." And like, did, did he do this? I'm like, "I'm like, I'm trying so hard." Did he do this? Yeah. She went to Come you. On. So she I went, immediately so, thought you did it. So this went, is even so, before most of the sabotage that I pulled so on. That I went house. like this. Like, I mean, I was so tempted to throw you under the bus. <laughs> so I said, "I went like this." I went like, "No, Zach didn't do it." We broke down the door to get Josh out of the bathtub. No, that was absolutely your decision. Right. So, yes, my decision, but, like, you know, why the fuck should I have to take the heat for this? <laughs> so she got so mad at me. She's still, like, you know, not okay with it right now because the door never been fixed after a decade. This is, like, 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> She's still mad about it. She holds everything in. And, and so, you know, for Josh, you know, we've had, he's had a fears and mishaps over the years, but this is probably the most egregious one. Oh, for sure. And, but you know what though? It was a funny story. Cause like, again, really I'm, I'm, you know, he's like this, like, you know, Josh is kind of like puck from alpha flight, butt naked walking the bat in my, uh, in my bedroom. And I'm just like, you know what? Just uh, is there, can you sleep anywhere else? Like, no. And what am I going to do about it? The guy can bench press a bulldozer. So I'm he's, kind of screwed. He's a little like John Reese Davies from uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <not> my axe! <laughs> but yeah, he was, you guys should have seen him. Like, it, he's calmed down a lot since he got married. 
when he was uh, when he was a young single man, he was a maniac, and I guess I, he was. I, I kind of miss that. I do too. Yeah, but but we uh, we all we all love Elise and uh, respect her her views about toxic masculinity. We sure do. <laughs> and on that note, that's all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in. If you got a topic you want us to cover on next episode, tweet us at Chrome Dome Radio. We'll see you next Monday. Bye, Peace. everyone.